I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is internet marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. Today I'm joined by Erica McGilvery, Senior Community Manager at Moz. Erica, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. Uh, first of all, as always, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at Moz. Awesome. So I'm the Senior Community Manager. Um, so I work on our community team, which wrangles our uh, community at Moz, over, which is over 500,000 people. It's pretty crazy. Um, wow. We have some on-site forums with some Q&A where, you know, we help anyone having any sort of internet online marketing problems out. And uh, we have two blogs, one that's user-generated content, another one that is kind of our main blog um, that features a lot of staff writers and industry leaders. Um, and we help get those things to happen and moderate comments and all those types of things you ha- got to do with your site. And then uh, we also maintain social media accounts and we put on events. And um, I am um, part of that team helping them out. And I specialize in events as well. Um, so I have a lot of wow. fun. So just a couple of things Crazy. that you do. Then You don't do that much really then, do you? Just a couple of things really. Just a few. <laughs> just a few. Um, so, you know, obviously you work in, in a big team, um, you know, mm-hmm. project management, joined up teams, all that sort of stuff. What are the tools that you use to aid with your sort of project management and communication? Yeah, so uh, definitely we have a big team. So the community team itself is uh, five full-time people. And then we have a bunch of contractors. Um, We have like four, what I would say, like part-time super contractors. Um, It's kind of how I think of them that we work with. Then we work on a marketing team that has 16 people. And then uh, we also recently joined the marketing and support team together. And the support team itself has like 20 people on it. And then uh, in order to get our assets produced, we work with our design team, which there's like four or five designers. And we work with our web dev team. And, you know, there's like, I don't know, 10 of them or so. Um, so there's a lot of cross-coordination. Yeah, there's about 4,000 individual links there, aren't there? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Lots of relationships, lots of different people. Um, and we've tried a lot of different tools over the years, you know, to make sure that our teams are communicating well. And uh, right now we're primarily using the tool Jira, which is actually an engineering project management tool. And um, we, you know, we're a SaaS company, software service. Yes. Um, so 
the vast majority of our employees are engineers. And um, at least I think it's really important to be able to talk in sort of that engineering languages and use the tools that are going to be most effective for engineering. And for us, it's Jira is kind of the project management tool that, you know, most fits what our company produces and what we're doing. Um, so I think that that's really important. There's lots of great tools out there. We've used Trello. Um, we've tried Asana. We've done even like sticky notes on whiteboards. <laughs> and, you know, you really need to, when you're doing any sort of project management, you need to figure out what tools work for you. Um, what you do personally may be different than what your team does. Like, I'm still a big fan of like writing down on a little note, like what I need to get done this week. That works really well for me. Yes. I, um, I found the scrappier the piece of paper, the better actually old envelopes are totally. ideal for that. <laughs> totally. But, uh, you know, when you're working with bigger teams and you're working with more people, you need to make sure you have that accountability and you need to make sure that you're, you know, you're speaking their language. I can't hand them my scrappy piece of paper. <laughs> or use handkerchief. <laughs> totally. They don't want that. Yeah. Now, um, I've experienced Trello firsthand because we use it in our company, actually. Um, and that's a sort of like, um, has this notion of cards, doesn't it? And you can sort of, I mean, we use Trello for um, sort of our sort of overall sort of overarching project plans and sort of like that sort of roadmap for the future and stuff like that. What do you use it for? So when we use Trello, we would use it um, specifically for projects. So for instance, um, I'm one of our co-runners of our big marketing conference um, that takes place in July in Seattle. And um, when we had like a Trello board just for the conference, so we would you know, have everything in it that we needed to get done uh, from the conference, everything from, you know, pay the electrical bill mm. to talking about higher level things like getting the web page updated with the latest speakers or, um, you know, going over slide decks with speakers, things like that. And like, it's a pretty easy to use, pretty slick system um, because you can attach a lot of information yes. um, Trello to each card. Um, I really like that. Like we use Google um, apps for business at Moz. Yeah. And so it was really great to be able to just be like, okay, I want, you know, I need this web page done. Here is, you know, the copy doc that I wrote in Google Docs. Here you go. Now, I might have preempted this question, actually, because I was going to ask you if you could give us an example of how you work on a day-to-day -day basis on a sort of specific project. But I suspect you might have partially answered it by me asking about Trello. In a little bit. I mean, now we've mostly uh, moved over to using Jira solely. Yeah. Which, you know, we are still like, I would say we're still learning, at least on the marketing team, we're still learning how to do it because this is more of a recent thing and um, how we can, you know, make it better for what we're doing. Um, I would say like, you know, Jira is great for developers. I'm not sure. Like, I kind of like Trello in the marketing. Like, I felt it worked maybe a little better for marketers. It has some more flexibility but yeah. i'm not a jira like master user so i have a feeling if i was like i really like this thing in trello why doesn't jira do that um sure. i'd probably have someone be like well it does do that and here's how you do it <laughs> <laughs> so how can you gauge the success of the way a project is being run within a team so when i look at success i don't just look at like oh my project got done or oh you know we sold out of conference tickets or something like that um you know those are great like business success um but it's super super important to follow up with the team and it's super important for me that the teams i'm working with they fully understand my project mm. and that there's opportunities for them to give feedback to me and me to give feedback to them on 
the process and how that went. Um, you know, a lot of times it does mean a lot to someone if, you know, if you're sending out an all staff update, you know, letting everyone know how the project is going and you make sure to compliment everyone who's helped out on that project. Or um, we at Moz use a tool called Seven Geese. It's kind of a, it's an HR tool. Um, what a superb you, name, Seven Geese. Yeah. So <laughs> it's appar- apparently geese fly in a formation of seven. And oh, if, they do. oh, of course. Yes, they do. Yeah. And a V. And if they like fail, you know, if one goose starts to sink, the rest of them all go down. Oh, wow. um, so, the, so the idea is this you know, tool, if you stay in sync with everyone else, everything, you know, your company will fly away. Um, I like it. I like the idea. Yes. Yeah. We have meetings with our managers every week. And so like, there's a section, they're called one-on-ones and you fill out like certain questions that your company set up that, you know, managers want to know, but it also has um, places to put your overall goals for the quarter. So if you know you're working on a project, um, it's a different way of tracking your project versus a project management system. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of nice, you know, so you can sit down and you can say like, yes, I did do this project. Maybe I should get that raise. <laughs> I met all my goals. Yay. Um, but it also has a feedback tool. Um, it has two different feedback tools. One is a like complimentary all company feedback tool, which is really fun to use. Um, you know, when you're working hard with people, especially when you're working cross team, you don't often get sort of that um, ability to give them the recognition or, you know, we, when I put on this conference stuff, um, you know, we have a great time, um, but it does take more than me and the other two ladies that are involved in co-running the conference. Sure. Yes. And, yeah. you know, company wide, we get a lot of the recognition, but, you know, we couldn't put it on with the help of our graphic designers or web devs who are helping us update the page and those types of things. Um, So it provides a nice platform to give that sort of, you know, usually people don't write more than two or three sentences that are just like, Hey, you know, thanks for your help on that project. Working with you is awesome. Um, It also has the capacity to give private feedback. So if you did have, you know, some criticism or, you know, some constructive feedback for someone and you want to give them that privately, it um, helps prompt you. And you can also send people, you can like poke people to give you feedback if you want more in depth. Like, how is it to actually work with me? Um, I will say like one of the biggest compliments that I ever got was from one of our graphic designers who, you know, he's someone I've worked with for a long time at Moz. And sometimes I've been like, oh, does he really like working with me? Yeah. Um, you know, not everyone's easy to read all the time. And he told uh, me and another woman that our project was his favorite to work on because we always provided them with all the information they needed. And I was like, this is a huge win. So there you go. Like, yay. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, communication between the different disciplines, you know, we all know it's extremely difficult. Have you got some tips there? Oh, yeah. So Moz has not always been organized. It has not always been clear where priorities were. And a lot of that problem um, we found out was that we would get we would hand off projects to our designers or engineers. You know, we give them project specs of what we wanted, but we wouldn't explain why we were doing it. Uh huh. And they wouldn't be excited about it. Um, So it would get kind of put in the bottom of the like pile of things they got to do. And so we changed our method um, to be like the first thing, especially for, for large projects, but even for little updates, sometimes it can be really helpful 
is that we say this is the purpose of this project. This is why we're doing it. Um, I think it's extraordinarily important for people who are in the community space or other spaces where it may be harder to tie, uh, you know, direct company profits to what you're doing. Yeah, it's easy. You know, it's easy for an engineer to look at a look at a project and be like, oh, I need to fix the billing people so people can the billing system so people can pay us and then I can get my paycheck. Yeah. But not so much to maybe like, this is why we need to update this page about an event, or this is why we need to update this page about who our community is and what we're about. That reminds me actually of, because um, I'm, I'm a developer and um, on our ticketing system, we don't use Jira actually. We use something called Pivotal Tracker, which software developers will probably know about. But the way we word the tickets there was similar to what you were just saying, because we, we normally say, as a and then some role like a you know sort of a a project manager or something i want to do this hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So that, blah, 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 and then the business benefit. It sounds a bit like you're saying the same sort of thing there. I actually think that your phrasing of how you guys created that is brilliant because it kind of forces people like who aren't maybe art marketers. Like, I'm like, I can tell you my purpose. I can yeah. market this. <laughs> I can give you that copy. But, uh, you know, not everyone's like that and not everyone has that skill set. So being really explicit about what you need and, you know, and making sure that you have all the assets in a clear manner. I mean, that was also part of the reason we um, created those templates because it would be like, oh, well, we need copy. Well, who's going to write that? Oh, we need design. Which yeah. designer is going to design that? Why isn't it ready? What's happening? <laughs> I was wondering how you uh, prioritize projects because you're in this big group. How do you <laughs> prioritize projects as a group? Yeah, so prioritization is something we've worked on a lot, I would say, in the last year and a half. It used to be kind of this uh, crazy mess of like who can grab an engineer's attention, who can grab a graphic designer's uh, interest in the project. Um, at one point, we actually didn't even have a developer 
um, tied to the marketing site at Moz. We only had developers tied to our like our um, software products. Yes. Um, yeah. So it was kind of crazy. It was a it was a mess. Um, you know, I worked. I had another a previous experience at another company where I needed a developer to uh, build me a back end tool, and like I bribed him with a pack of beer. <laughs> you know, it worked, but. That's a mess. You can still give your developers packs of beer if that's their thing, but maybe as a thank you after they've worked on your project. Not before. <laughs> yeah. So some of the, you know, implementing some of these project management tools as standard, you know, kind of standardizing it, uh, making sure we were on the same page. Um, our team really realized that a lot of our goals weren't being accomplished. And part of that problem, when I say our team, like the greater marketing team, we realized that we had things that we needed to get done that were tied back to our company goals and they weren't happening. Right. And we realized that they were these projects that kept getting deprioritized, particularly when they reached the engineering stage. So we actually have a whole bunch of different sorts of prioritization meetings. And I feel like we're still like uh, reworking them. I would say we have too many at this point, um, right. kind of gone the opposite direction, but it's, you know, it's evolving slowly. So we as a marketing team will at least once a quarter, we go through all of our projects and we decide whose projects are the most important. Um, and it's really important that we always keep in mind our company goals. And it's also really important to be able to be gracious and be able to say, my project, I'm really excited about it, but it's not the most important. It's not, you know, going to drive that business goal. Yes. It's not more important than this other thing. Um, you know, recently we were all going, we were all gung ho on some of you know, our upcoming marketing initiatives, really excited about them. And our customer support team, um, they had a problem with one of the softwares that they were using. It was like sending customers who had canceled their subscriptions with us, telling them that oh they had not been canceled. Yeah. And it was this one specific software that they use. And, you know, but it still impacted, I don't know, maybe 15% of new customers who had decided not to become new customers. And so obviously, like we looked at this ticket um, and we were like, oh my gosh, this is this is a priority. Like all of our other stuff is not like this one's going first. Sure. Yeah. And then we can talk about how far we have to go. And um, after so after we kind of figure out internally in our team what to do, um, then we get to talk to with our engineering teams. So our web teams and our graphic people, um, they are shared services throughout the entire company. So everyone in the company needs their help. So we're not just against our own team. We're also against every, <laughs> I shouldn't say against, it's not really like that. Um, but you know, our projects prioritization, we have to figure out how it looks all across the board. Um, and our engineers have also started um, estimating how much time something will take them. Yeah. And I think that that is so helpful. So we can see if something's a small project, if we can, you know, really get this done, if it's not. It also helps us understand if, you know, we're growing, if we can realize that maybe our projects aren't as important as some other projects. And we see that, you know, that engineering project is actually really hard and it's going to take us some time. Um, we can be more like, okay, I understand why, you know, I can only put in two of my four projects this sprint. 
Wow, so it sounds like you, you get together on a regular basis and you sort of decide as a group which projects. You also mentioned, actually, interestingly, uh, about estimating, which is an art in its own right, I think. That can be very difficult. I mean, when yes. we're developing, we it's sometimes difficult to put a, an actual time on things. So mm-hmm. we went through a phase where we had what I used to call the T-shirt regime where we would estimate the amount of effort or time that something would take as small, medium, or large. <laughs> it was just a way yeah. of avoiding putting times on, on them, I suppose. But anyway. Well, we have, we have uh, so they use playing cards, and they do a rating from one to five. Ah, yes, yes. It's and so them. one is the easy, I fixed the typo on the website, you know. Yeah. And five is the, this is a super complicated problem, and it'll probably yes. take me two weeks to do it. It could take up to a year to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Logarithmic scale. Okay, let, uh, yeah. let's move on to, um, could you give us a few top mistakes to avoid in team communication, Erica? Oh, wow. Um, so back to that kind of clearly explaining why you're doing something. Um it's so incredibly important to get people on board with your project and getting them excited and like figuring out kind of what is their hook and what is going to, you know, make them get up in the morning to, to uh, help you out with your project. Um, You know, we work with some great graphic designers and for our big conference MozCon, we always give out a special kind of swag item Mm. and the past couple of years they designed action figures and then plushies of our mascot Roger. <laughs> and let me tell you, uh, those projects both took our uh, graphic designer. He, I don't know how many hours he spent on, I mean, sure. I'm sure on the weekends late at night, like going back and forth with distributors and all of this stuff to get these things done. But you know, he loved, he loved doing it. And he was like, this is, this is what I'm excited about. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying you have to motivate everyone to like give up all their weekend time, but (laughs) you at least have to get them on board and excited. Dare I ask what the action figures were? Uh, So we have a little robot named Roger. He's our mascot and they're of him. And so if you came to our conference, you got one. Okay. They're special. I would also say um, besides that, um, you know, learn how to give feedback well to your different teams and what sorts of feedback you can or like cannot give them i would say especially this when you're working with graphic designers um i should like disclaim that i used to be a graphic designer once upon a time but no one should ever hire me to be their graphic designer because i'm terrible at it (laughs) you know if a graphic designer if you need to give them feedback on something because it's not working if it's one thing to be like, no, the hierarchy of information on this doesn't really make sense. Can we rearrange some stuff? Can we, you know, make some font bolder or bigger than this other stuff that's less important? That's good feedback for, for from a marketer. Um, but if you come over to their desk and you're like, can you move that 10 pixels to the left? That is not your call. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I've, I've heard that before because I used to sit next to a graphic designer several months ago. And uh, yes, I can relate to that. Yeah, uh, when I was a graphic designer, I uh, there was a notorious general manager who liked to come over and look over your shoulder while you were designing something and give feedback like that. Like, <laughs> oh, I think that should be blue instead of red. What do you think? <laughs> that border should be one pixel, not three. And I used to always switch over. So I also designed web pages at that point. So I'd always switch over to my code and he can read code. So <laughs> go. <laughs> I don't think you should have that if statement there. I think that should be. Uh... <laughs> so besides those things, you should also... Um, don't think of your work as just this tiny project and don't think that you can't improve on your process. 
a lot of us, um, you know, do a lot of daily work that may seem like little things that, you know, whatever, I can just get this done really quickly, or I can, or it doesn't really matter. I can just, you know, tell a designer to remove a button or mm. have something. It's like a simple little change on the website, but don't think that your project is like too small to look at how the process is going or how you're communicating what you're doing. Um, recently at Moz, actually, I think it's still in the works. We had a ticket to on our admin side of our user-generated blog to remove a button that um, says to promote the user-generated posts to post it on our main blog. Yep. So we submitted it. We just wanted the button removed because it was really confusing for you know admins. And uh, the developers came back and they're like, well, do you need that functionality still? Don't you still use that feature? Well, there's another spot in the CMS that allows us to do that, that we use mm -hmm. regularly. So the button was just like double work and it was confusing of which one you were supposed to use and what would happen and all this stuff. So even though it was this tiny little like, just remove these pixels on this page, remove this image tag, you know, they were confused about the why. So sure. Make sure you're very clear. Yeah, it comes back to what you said earlier about explaining why you're asking to do things or why things need to be done. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for your insights, Erica. Thanks for having me on. How can our listeners find out more about Erica and uh, Moz? Yeah, so you can uh, head over to Moz's website, moz.com. Um, I highly suggest checking out our blog and our community areas. You know, I'm a community manager. That's what I do. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm E. McGilvery. And, I, you know, I have all my information there. I tweet a lot, um, not just about online marketing. So, And your surname, would you like to spell it out for us? Because I got confused with it and called you completely the wrong name, didn't I? <laughs> it's fine. Um, it's McGilvery, M-C-G-I-L-L-I-V-R-A-Y. So there you go. Erica, thanks so much. So thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, show notes at sitevisibility.com slash podcast. We're on iTunes and Stitcher. Please leave reviews and comments. If you want to email us, it's podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. And if you want to leave an audio message or question, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six. 150. So it's goodbye from me, Andy. It's goodbye from America. Bye, everyone. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. <laughs>